Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The road to Roland Garros is paved in Spanish clay this week, as we are a month away from reaching the Terre Batue of Paris. While the best players in the world are in Madrid, Serena Williams is in France preparing for her clay season, as the pursuit of history resumes at Roland Garros. Plus, the wait is over. We look ahead to Wednesday's battle of generations between the king of clay and Spain's rising team sensation. So what's trending and who's posting? We're checking the hashtags and handles from all the tennis platforms. We've always got your back on TC Live right now. Another day of enchanting tennis wraps up at La Caja Magica, the magic box in Madrid. Welcome to TC Live, our half-hour post-game show to get you caught up on all the big news around the tennis world. Plenty of highlights and interviews on the way. Plus, what does Serena Williams need to do for number 24 in Paris? And we'll break down a matchup of the ages between the current king and prince of Spanish tennis. Welcome into our studios here in Santa Monica, Hall of Fame Sandwich, Steve Weissman, Lindsay Davenport, Jim Courier. May the 4th be with you. Yes. Star Wars Day, Lynn. So the first set was Star Wars. Second set, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And then the third set, Return of the Jedi for <laughs> Carolina Muhova. Okay, I like what you did there. That was pretty good, but yeah. Do you what realize a... how geeky you both sound right No, now? come on. How cool we both okay. sound? Either way. Either way, everyone's this, this is the way. Oh, my God. The Mandalorian. <laughs> yes, this is the way, Jim. Check, please. <laughs> Go ahead. Go, come on up. No, I was going to say, what a crazy match to end the day. We saw one similar against Pavlyuchenkova and Brady. We saw it again with Bautista Agud and Chekinato. And then, of course, we got to end the day. Match points in the second set. Doesn't get it done, but... All these players end up winning in three long sets. Nothing to add. No. The Sith. He is the Sith. Exactly. What are you going to add to perfection? (laughs) All right. We start with the return of Dominic Team. First time playing since mid-March. Taking on Marco Skirone. Already three wins this week, including this three-and-a-half-hour marathon yesterday against Pablo Andahar. That was actually his second match, lasting more than three hours this week. So what would Quadzilla have left for the world number four, Jim? And unfortunately, not enough. Giron, under, understandably, a little bit uh, underfueled today. And, but it was more about what's Dominic team going to have after a little self-imposed hiatus. Didn't play after he played in the Arabian Desert. Took off Miami, Monte Carlo, Barcelona, tournaments we'd normally see him in. He looked great out here. He looked relaxed. He looked rested, fresh. And he looked Focused and full of his normal intensity. And that's what what kind of was missing, and that's what he needed to reconnect with. He had a great day in the office all over the scoreboard, was able to get into almost every one of Marcos Giron's service games. And Giron was pressing when when he had the opportunity, but he just doesn't have the firepower to match Dominic team off the baseline, and very few do. It's such a balanced, aggressive attack from Dominic, but this is still a great tournament for Marcos Giron. Qualifies at another Masters 1000, wins the first round, is going to push his ranking up eight spots, but he was going to have a hard time with the serve of Dominic team. 
And when team is serving this accurately, this little yellow section here, green if you will, is within three feet of the service lines. When he's serving nearly every single first serve at high velocity with that kind of accuracy, you're going to have a tough time. And by the way, he made 80% first serves in play today. So tough to tough to tangle with that one. Yeah, it is. It was interesting in his post-match comments talking about the break that he took and skipping some of the tournaments and saying for him to play his best tennis, he needs his intensity. Then he needs to be refreshed. He needs to be really kind of invigorated. And that's exactly what he feels like this last break has given him and given him, he thinks, enough fuel to maybe win the French Open. That's huge. And May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And team has been open about struggling in the bubble. He says, if you're not all in, don't go. And he missed three or four tournaments. Now back, reinvigorated, like Lindsay said. How important is that for a player to recognize and do something about it? It's big time important to recognize it. Not every player would actually come out with it because other players in the locker room will read those interviews and be aware, okay, maybe there's a little fragility that we weren't aware of with Dominic team. He didn't show any of that today. He, he's owning it, and that's a great thing for him to own it, accept it, try and figure out ways around it. And maybe he'll take some cues from guys like Roger and Rafa and Novak who have learned how to manage their schedules and take months off. within. They'll take a month off typically here and there within the season to get fresh, get ready to go, and then come back out. And when you play with the intensity that team does, you need that all the time. It's tough for him otherwise. Love that he was able to do that. Reset, rejuvenate, reinvigorate. He wins in less than an hour. Meantime, we had the all-Italian matchup between Fabio Fonini, Matteo Berrettini. Andy Roddick said yesterday he would always get up for those generational battles, and Berrettini certainly did that today, Jim. Yeah, some great serving. Speaking of that, Dominic team served great. Well, so too Matteo Berrettini, who has a howitzer of a first serve and a forehand. So he was able to hold serve very comfortably. And the big thing for him was once Fonini missed a first serve, he was dominant. Fabio only won seven out of 19 second serve points in this match. And what that tells us is in the neutral rallies, Fonini had his number. And he was able to, to control play. And if he's hitting winners with the backhand or finishing points with the backhand, it's going to be a short day at the office for Fonini. And that's exactly what it was today. Berrettini has now won five straight matches, including that title run in Belgrade. As you mentioned, just dominated on that serve, won 85% of his first serve points. Didn't even face a break point. He is your top-ranked Italian man. Well, it was day six for the women in Madrid today. Simona Halep taking on Elisa Mertens for a spot in the quarterfinals. Sixth career meeting. Mertens had never won a set on clay against Halep. What changed today, Linz? Uh, looked like it was going to go that way. Simona Halep playing a great first set and also up a break in the second. And that's exactly when Mertens started to get a little bit more aggressive, started to go for her shots more. Weather, the hottest it's been, the conditions were playing light. And Mertens able to control her shots and Halep, just, she got a little cranky, and we see this on occasion from her, and she gave Mertens a chance to get into this match. Halep was also up a break in the third. In fact, we had 15 breaks in total. A lot of credit, though, to Mertens, who just kept hitting the ball. She kept going for her shot. She never got tentative and was able to get a huge win on red clay. Massive win number 20 on the season for Mertens. Halep out before the quarterfinals in Madrid for the first time. Since 2015, Mertens Grand Slam winning doubles partner Arena Sabalenka in action today as well, taking on Jesse Pagula. They split two meetings last year. What would happen today? Well, when Sabalenka took the court, it was a set and a break for Halep. So Sabalenka <laughs> thinking, ah, if I win this, I'll probably play Halep. Nope. 
It was Sabalenka. She was all over Jesse Pagula. This was a fantastic match for Sabalenka, who only lost four points when she made her first serve. Too much power for Jesse Pagula to have to handle. And when winners are coming from every which way from Sabalenka, you know it's going to be a tough task to beat her. And again, just too much firepower for Pagula to handle. 25 winners, just 13 unforced errors. That's pretty clean tennis for Rina Sabalenka. Was able to break Pagula four times, save the one break point she faced, and a confident Arena Sabalenka going to take on Elisa Mertens as the quarterfinals are now set for the ladies in Madrid. Take a look at this. I mean, some incredible matchups, Lindsay. Yeah, Barty Kvitova really leads the pack in matches. You've got Kvitova, who's won here three times, Ash Barty, a French Open champion. Let's see with Pavlyuchenkova and Muhova. They come back again tomorrow to play in their quarterfinal. Both players playing almost three hours. We'll see physically what they have left in the tank. A lot of great stuff. And after that match, uh, Merton said uh, of Sabalenka, she's on fire. I mean, they won the Australian Open in doubles earlier Mm -hmm. this year. Haven't been playing together since then because Sabalenka is focusing on her singles. But she said, I'm going to watch the film of when Sabalenka played Barty. Mm Because Barty kind of plays like me. See what I can gain from that. Okay. Well, she better watch out for the tattoo of the the tiger (laughs) that's on Sabalenka's arm. Because I'm feeling a little Charlie Sheen tiger blood mojo going for Sabalenka right now. She she told Prakash today that she looks down, Come sees on. that tiger, and that, that She told me that up. in Charleston a she few did. years ago, yeah. T- Charlie I, Sheen's smiling somewhere in Los Angeles right now. I have to back up to what you said. Merton said she plays like Barty. Well, she, yeah, she, with the slices and wants to, like, mix it up a little bit. Okay. Well, what about tomorrow's no, matches that not are on feeling our screen? That one, but... Talk about, talk <laughs> about that one. Guys, I'm really fired up for the last match tomorrow. Benoit Pair against Tsitsipas. Tsitsipas is playing so well on the dirt. We'll see what he can do in Madrid. Benoit Pair reinvigorated a little bit. The FFT. Getting you choked up. I'm I'm getting so emotional. (laughs) My tiger blood's boiling right now. (laughs) We got a laundry list of awesome matches tomorrow, but that last one's the one I'll keep my eyes on. We'll talk about Rafa Alcaraz a little later in the show, but remember when Diego Schwartzman told Prakash in Miami, I want my revenge against Aslan Karatsev. He's going to have a chance tomorrow. Now he gets a chance. He does. I mean, that was Karatsev. That was a huge win for him after qualifying for the Australian Open, took out Schwartzman in that first week. And that was really the the arrival of Karatsev on the big stage. And we'll see if Schwartzman can get his revenge. Tough conditions, these quick conditions in Madrid. The players trying to figure out, do I play it more like a a hardcourt match or do I try and play more clay court style tennis? Going to be a good one. A lot of great matchups. Danny and Prakash in Madrid. They'll have a preview later in the show. Plus, we are talking Serena Williams. We'll go over her clay court schedule. What will it take to win major number 24? You're watching TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Lindsay, Jim, Steve back on TC Live. Get ready for Grand Slam excitement on the red clay in Paris. Do not miss extensive daily live coverage of Roland Garros on Tennis Channel and TC Plus beginning Sunday, May 30th. Yes, later this month. Well, it was six years ago that Serena Williams took her third and most recent title at Roland Garros. 
She became the first player since Jennifer Capriotti in 01 to claim the first two Grand Slams in the same season. And it was extra special. Serena's 20th career major singles title. This year, Williams could tie the all-time majors record at Roland Garros. There is the list we've been looking at for quite some time. Margaret Court at 24, Serena at 23, Steffi at 22. So Serena has said she will play Rome before playing Roland Garros. Two of the three times that she won Roland Garros, Lindsay, she won Rome going in. How important? is Rome for her performance at Roland Garros. I don't think as important as it used to be, and we have to keep in mind, is we haven't seen Serena play in a couple of months now. So just the fact that we have seen her in some videos practicing in France, that is a great sign. But I don't think we can expect Serena to play her best tennis right off the bat in Rome. In years past, she used to be coming off playing in Miami, playing in other tournaments leading into the French Open. So what is she looking for in Rome? get a match or two or hopefully three under her belt, see how the body's feeling, get used to the clay. And let's not forget, she's got an extra week now after Rome. She has two weeks to get ready for Paris if she doesn't like what she sees in Rome. So does she have a wild card standing by in one of those tournaments the week after Rome in case she loses early in Rome to get another couple of matches in? Because a two-week stretch is a little bit more than most of the top players like to have going into a major. They typically play that Rome week, and then take a week off, and then they're set to go. Yeah, it, it would be a great idea. I'm going to say that she's probably, if she doesn't like she's going to go back to Muradoglu's Academy and go train and maybe be in that environment. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I think she's looking at going to cities where she's comfortable. She knows the routine. She travels, obviously, with her family now. But I, I don't know. We'll see what happens in Rome. Maybe that first match is a big deal for Serena to get that under her belt. Last clay title came in Rome. That was 2016. She's won four times, Jim, in Rome. What are the chances, in your opinion, of Serena getting 24 at Roland Garros? This I mean, year? This, is, this is not certainly the one that she would be the most favored in, but nothing is beyond her reach. Her movement this year in the Australian Open was the best we've seen it in years. Movement matters on this surface as much as any. If she can be feeling comfortable around the court and stay on the front foot most of the time, She's Serena. Anything's possible. So hopefully she's going to be having that same type of mobility that she showed us to start this season. What did you think of Serena in Australia this year, Lindsay? Yeah, that, I totally agree with Jim. It is, I, that was the most ready it seemed like she was to win a major. I mean, she got close also at the U.S. Open, getting to the semifinal and was up a set on Azarenka, didn't win that match, but came back even better in Australia. But I mean, Naomi Osaka, she is a tough out on a hard court, let alone a fast hard court, and was one of the few players that really can serve at times bigger than Serena these days. We'll have to see. I mean, we didn't hear much about Serena and what she's been up to the last six or seven weeks. She didn't post many things on practice court. We know that she's now in Europe. So we'll just have to see you know, how ready she is, how much she's been practicing. This was the one tip-off we got, Steve. Yeah, Zena Garrison posted this photo during a training block with Serena. The, the caption said, one thing I love about her, she's always wanting to learn something new. We also see uh, Mackie Shillstone there, the performance coach, Jameer Jenkins there. And that's the big one, Mackie Shillstone in that photo, because every time, in, in my opinion, where Serena is her fittest and she's ready to go, Mackie has been by her hmm. side. A good sign that she's been training with him. But how great to see Zena yeah, there la- with last, Serena. Last time I think we saw Zena, at least in, in the tennis sphere, we saw her at Roland Garros. She was working with Taylor Townsend, but haven't seen Zena for a while. The Wimbledon finalist, great to see her back in the mix, and she'll have good info yeah. and intel for Serena. I'm curious. I mean, when she says she always wants to learn something new. At this point, what, what more can she learn? 
Oh, I think, yeah, that's a, the best players, they're always willing to look for something else. What can I add? I mean, mm. there's players that change string, they change rackets, they get a little bit more spin. And maybe it also just looking for a tip. I mean, maybe she could learn something from a champion like Zena that maybe she didn't know before. I would think that Serena knows, could really empty the, the bucket on that one. Mm-hmm. But you never know. She's open to hearing new voices. Yeah, maybe Yoda. <laughs> Baby Yoda. <laughs> you got a reference in. I'm so proud of you. Smart you are, Jim. Much more still to come here on TC Live. Some Americans in action in Madrid, including Jen Brady. Three wins on red clay entering Madrid. Would she get her third this week? The answer forthcoming. Courier Davenport Weissman back on TC Live. American Jen Brady back-to-back wins on red clay for the first time in her career. But could she make it three in a row against Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova, Lindsay? What a tournament it's been for Pavlyuchenkova, who had not had back-to-back wins one time in the last 15 months, but to come into clay. Keep in mind, Jim Brady, only three career wins on the WTA main tour level on red clay coming into this tournament. But both these players played some great tennis. Pavlyuchenkova had a couple of match points in the second set, wasn't able to capitalize. Jen Brady has been tough as nails and takes this to a third set. But a lot of credit to Pavlyuchenkova, who mentally really tough in this match. Physically, she was up to the task, kept going after her shots, and really just wore Brady down in the end. How about wins over Madison Keys, Karolina Pliskova, now Jen Brady? Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova, 10 years ago, got to her career high, 13 in the world. 10 years ago, made the quarterfinals here in Madrid. Hasn't been back since. Talked about some doubts about beating top 20 players, but said it's not about the rankings anymore. She said, I want to win titles again. I want to get back to that level. She's back with her older brother coaching her, said she trusts him. And, and it's really showing on the court. It's been great to see. I mean, she's one of these players that has a spectacular game when she's on. And I loved also what she said is, well, I'm always used to being the young one, yeah. looking ahead for something. And now that she's 30, that that has kind of gone away. And she's kind of dealing with that in her mind as well. But 12 career titles, one of the few with double digits, looking to add more. And the other thing is she looks very fit again. Mm-hmm. And that is a good sign for her that's, tennis. That's the biggest piece for her. I mean, she can wallop the ball, but if she's not in position, she becomes another player in the pack. So. Uh, maybe a breakout week for her that kind of turns things around. 13 straight years in the top 50. We don't talk about her enough. <laughs> Pavlia Tankova, she's a baller. It's because the name's tough to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of syllables there. Andre Rublev, he entered this year seven more losses than wins in Masters 1000 events. This season, seven more wins than losses. Looking to stay perfect against Tommy Paul. Had to fight back in this one. Had to fight back. Because here's set point in the first set for the American, the, the former Roland Garros junior champion, Tommy Payne. Put T Payne. <laughs> Tommy Payne. <laughs> I call him T Payne. That's our thing from Davis Cup. He puts the yeah, first yo. set away. Way, but Rublev rocked the forehand in this match. He had 24 clean winners off of that wing. That's a full set's worth, and he was able to ride that shot to the finish line. Here's double break point at four all in the third, and this is a one that, that really kind of got away from Tommy Paul. He had three break point chances in the third set, couldn't land any of them, and Rublev got all of his one for one. Rublev gets the win. That means he gets FaceTime with Prakash. What an absolute battle out there. What did you make of Tommy Paul's play? Uh, yeah, it was a really tough match, especially against Tommy. I know him really well, and uh, 
he he's uh, he played already first round, so he get used to a bit more to condition than me. And yeah, for me it was not easy, and uh, I'm really happy because this ma this match, this kind of match is really important when you're not showing your best game and you're not really feeling well uh, to win these matches because it's give you more even more confidence. Good stuff for Rublev. 27th win on the season leads the ATP. Americans, Jim, you just told me, 0-5 today. In the singles, tough day for the Americans. Taylor Fritz lost a tight one as well to Ramos Vignola. So some good tennis, but not the wins we wanted. John Isner, still in it, JB. looking to win it. Uh, time now to enter the social net. The Australian Open putting this up there. Uh, how it started versus how it's going. Carlos Alcaraz and Rafa Nadal. And, Jim, it's been a long time since uh, Spanish tennis has had the excitement level for a youngster like this. That's right. Here comes the hype machine for Carlos Alcaraz. Because if you see a player who's 17, turning 18 tomorrow, by the way, who has Juan Carlos Ferrero willing to leave home during pandemic times, you know there's something good burbling to the surface. It's going to be great to see how he stacks up and matches up against Rafa. Great test for him to find out what else he'll need to work on. Cannot wait for that one. So often, players don't get to play their idol. So no matter what happens, what an amazing experience for Alcaraz, who no doubt has just idolized Nadal for the last decade. He said it is the best birthday present, a dream come true. We'll have that match for you right here on Tennis Channel tomorrow. Meantime, Team Osaka already in Rome. Yutaka Nakamura, the phys uh, physio for Osaka, is putting this on his Instagram. You see Wim Pissette there as well, Lindsay, is... They're all set to go. Yeah, it's great to see Osaka in Rome. You guys were talking about players that manage their schedules. Osaka does it great also on the women's side. Wasn't happy with how she played in Madrid. Is already in Rome starting to prepare for that tournament and getting a little sightseeing in. <laughs> uh, Yutaka also posted some great food pics. Pasta with mussels, some meatballs. They are getting the action in before they take the court. A lot of action on Tennis Channel tomorrow, plus... Our regional sports networks on Bally's TC Live, 5 o'clock Eastern. We've got it for you starting early, 5 a.m. Eastern. Be right back. Back on TC Live, take a look at these tasty matchups in Madrid. Tennis Channel, TC Plus. Go to buytcplus.com if you don't have it. They are all amazing. For more, let's head back to Madrid for a preview with Danny and Prakash. All right, Steve, back here at the DraftKings desk. Pete, some good matches on the slate for Wednesday. Who do you have your eye on? Well, I'm going to take a look at the doubles partners playing each other, a little Mertens and Sabalenka action. I think knowing each other really well, they're going to know exactly where to go. But my match of the day... Zverev and Nishikori. I think Nishikori looked really good coming back against Hachinov after losing that first set. Hoping he's going to be playing that top 10 form he used to have, and we're going to see a big one. We're looking forward to an exciting day of action out here, Steve. All right, thanks so much, Danny. We are looking forward to that. The three-time champ, Kvitova, 5-4 head-to-head over Barty, including the last time they played in Doha. Who do you give the edge to? Oh, that's a tough one. I, maybe Kvitova in these conditions, given that the weather's also supposed to be quite warm. But it's a matchup of two of the most respected and well-liked players in the locker room. Two very fair players. Uh, the pattern also, the lefty going into the Barty backhand, a little easier for Kvitova to try and break that side down than some other players. You're going to see a lot of good serving, though, I predict. All right. Tons of good serving on the way. And how about this? Our hot shot of the day, Jim. Marco Cecchinato, Roberto Bautista Agut. Deep 
in the final set. Yeah, check out the score line. This is a chance to break back here. What a shot. Are you kidding me? Stick saved by Cecchinato. He would extend his play. By the way, he'd saved a couple of match points in the second set when Batista Gut served for it. This was another great escape from him, but eventually Batista Gut would escape the problems here and win it 7-5 in the third. But great feel and really strong anticipation there. Look how close to the net. Yeah, that is sensational. <laughs> To control himself not to hit the net, either with the racket or his body. Well done. Yeah, the lob was available yeah. there for RBA, but uh, that, that's a tough shot to control in the altitude, isn't it? Yep. And before we go, Lindsay, how about Barbora Strakova oh, so announcing good. her retirement you know, today? She announced her pregnancy uh, a couple of weeks ago and was wondering if maybe she would be one of the many trying to come back, but she said today, no, she is going to retire. We'll doubles her. world number one Wimbledon champion. So she may play one more match at Wimbledon if she can next year. For everybody here at Tennis Channel, Lindsay and Jim, I'm Steve. Thanks for watching TC Live. It is a blockbuster Wednesday in Madrid. The action kicks off at 5 a.m. Eastern. Encore coverage starts right now.